Uh, welcome back to the Washington football team declassified podcast. Eric is in the building with me. I'm Ellie. Eric, say what's up. Hello, everybody. Been a while. Welcome back, my friend. Welcome back. You were missed. We we're glad to have you back. Who knew if- podcasters needed a vacation, but I sure did. <laughs> you earned it, man. You deserved it. That brutal 30 minutes a week schedule was just too much for me. I had to, I had to take a mental holiday there. It's so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, look, man, it's week one. Uh, how pumped are you for week one of the season? I'm excited. I'm happy football is going to be back and I get to sit down on my couch for an entire day and just watch. And especially when my team's playing, it's even better. But yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to actually see a football game that means something. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And Sundays are the best days of the week anyway, but then you throw football on top of it. And, you know, I don't know if this is scientific, Eric, but something I've noticed is that Sundays typically have the best weather of any day in the week. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's usually like grass cutting weather up right up until September, you know, second weekend of September, then it becomes football weather. Yeah, maybe it's called Sunday for a reason. And that actually matters. I don't know. I see what you did there. You set me up. Look at you. (laughs) <laughs> hey look so finger guns anybody listening he did finger guns he yes. did finger guns yeah two of them two of them <laughs> hey uh preseason is complete thank goodness thank god <laughs> you know it that was last those, game was brutal man it was very brutal and uh and talking to doc walker earlier this week he was saying how upset he was that the starters didn't play more because he knows nothing about this football team going into week one which I would call a hot take. And, uh, yeah. you know. What I do know is that J.K. Dobbins blew his knee out, so our starting running back has both his knees working. So that's one thing I know about that. Jeez. And then they lost two more people with ACLs, the backup running back. And then they blew him out. Yeah, what are they doing up there? Yo, they're blowing they're ACLs. They're like practicing on that vet AstroTurf back from back in the day in Philly. Oh, it's yeah. Like carpet on concrete. It has to be. I don't know what's going on with their ACLs up there in Baltimore. With Velcro shoes on. <laughs> yep. So look, man, do you give me give me a preseason hot take that you have, like Doc Walker's hot take? Cutting Jimmy Moreland was a mistake. All right. All right. You know what? I I see logic in that though, because you can never have enough cornerback depth. Now, Correct. is it a mistake that we're gonna pay for necessarily? I don't know the answer to that question. But no, you could have been a good player this season, though. You it's I know everybody says they're glad that we're in a place where we can cut talent, but I think that you got to be careful about that because at some point injuries, COVID, things like that catch up to you and you might need that talent. So I know you can't keep everybody, but I think there's some other folks on the roster that maybe could have gone to keep him around. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Apke is apparently like Steve Tasker on special teams. That's the only thing I can think of. He's like got to be like borderline Hall of Fame talent on special teams to make up for the fact that he's such a lousy defensive back. Have you seen that, though? I've heard that a number of times and I don't don't know. Yeah, they don't you don't get enough like you don't get enough footage. I guess there's tape that shows that but you really don't get enough like from what we see of like brilliant special teams play. I mean, maybe i don't see him making a lot of special teams tackles but maybe i'm just not paying attention i don't know yeah i i mean i see cam sims making tackles i know he's great on special teams but maybe like you said maybe we just don't pay enough attention all right my preseason hot take is cutting antonio gandy golden is the biggest mistake that we made this offseason we broke think your heart i know it, it did, did. <laughs> it, it, he's it, on the practice squad though 
He is. He's there. He, we, you can bring him up if you need to. I was glad about that. I, I was. And, uh, you know, it's I don't like giving up on players in their second year. That Now, he's on the practice squad, and you're right about that because we can still continue to develop him while he's there. But that kind of hit me different because I'm like, you know, he's big. He has the, the things that you can't coach, which is size and relative speed for his size. You know, is it, is it the end of the world? No, but I felt like of all the preseason decisions, that was a mistake to me. What else you got? You got any other hot takes from preseason? Um, putting Gandy Golden on the practice squad was the right move. Because <laughs> I don't think he's NFL ready yet. I still, you know, he he showed, so he, he looked okay in the preseason. He still looks like he's trying to fight the ball when he catches it. I don't know what's going yeah. on with that. Um, but he did some nice things too, so. I, I know I seem to be a little rough on him more more often than not, but I think I'm just being like the ant- antithesis to you because I'm just trying to get on your nerves with him. Like I don't <laughs> I don't hate Gandy Golden. I just I you know I can see the logic behind putting him on the practice squad. He's there's definitely something there, but it needs to be brought out, and he's not it's not out yet from what I've seen. I hear you. Oh, I got a great hot take, Eric. Tell me what you think Uh-oh. about this. Uh oh, Isaiah Wright should be on the team. That's your hot take. Right? <laughs> Heck no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cutting Peyton Barber is going to cost us big this year. Tell me why I'm wrong. Um, yeah, because injuries to running backs are a common thing, and I don't know who else. Who did they? They that other guy they brought. Uh, he had a really basic name. I, I can't think of what his name is, but he was like the the fourth, fifth running back in the preseason. I think they put him on the practice squad, um, but he really didn't show a whole lot. So you might be right on that. Um, you know, I think, you know, they were, they put Barber on the practice squad originally. And then, you know, the, the Raiders snatched him up and I think they replaced him with the guy they cut and his name was like Bob Williams or something. I, <laughs> I really wish I knew his name. I feel terrible, but I can't think of, of what his name is, but he was like number 38 or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I would have kept four running backs. Um, but you know, then you, you would have had to give up Apke and you can't do that. Apparently <laughs> he's too good. He's too valuable. <laughs> On special teams. He's a special teams ace like the NFL has never seen before. <laughs> All the facts. Long snapping, kicking, and punting on the same play. That's what he's doing. And holding. <laughs> he's the new cheeseman. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Any more hot takes from preseason? Uh, glad it's over. Yeah, Terrible not, football. That's not a hot take. That's that's yeah. reality. That's yeah, preseason football is like candy corn. I don't know if I've made this analogy before, but like, you know, when you first like October rolls around, you're like, Hey, candy corn, you grab a handful of it. And you're like, Oh my God, this is terrible. I forgot how much I hate it. And then, you know, you're happy that it's here. And then you realize how horrible it is very quickly. Uh, that's preseason football to me. I'm never excited about candy corn. Ever. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> Whatever it is. Circus peanuts. I don't know what you. <laughs> oh God. Those <laughs> those even worse. I think I've emptied my clip of preseason hot takes. Um, Oh, I got one. I got one. I lied. Keeping Kyle Allen on the 53-man roster is going to save our season. Oh, yeah. He's going to see the field for sure. He's going to see the field. Like, I honestly, I still wouldn't rule out him starting a game, like jumping Heineke on the depth chart and actually starting a game when he has a week to prepare. Because I think Heineke is a definite, like, closer-type quarterback that can come off the bench and make things happen. But I think with a week to prepare, Allen might be a little bit better. And I could be wrong on that. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think Allen will see the field. So I agree with you on that 100%. And Doc Walker told me that Kyle Allen is the best quarterback to run this system because he Mm. takes care of the football more than the other two do. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. 
um, this season, but he's here. So at least we can bring him in if we need to. He's one and zero against Dallas. So good for him. <laughs> now, can he beat Daniel Jones? Please, somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, Chargers coming up. This is a big game for us in week one because we're playing a good team. I think everybody expected Chargers or expects the Chargers, I should say, to be a very competitive organization this year. Um, so we, you and I, are going to do hate it or love it or hate it and love it. I want you to start with the love it's because we're going to start out nice. Tell me what you love about the Chargers matchup this week. I mean, this was actually a hard one for me because I actually don't like this matchup in general for Washington. Like, I don't think this is, I don't see, I don't think they're going to win. Like I, I will be surprised if they win. I'll be happy if they win. I think that San Diego has the edge here. San Diego is a very good team and they're, I think they're a little more balanced based on what we've seen. So I don't actually love this matchup with Washington uh, against San Diego, but there are a few things in here. I love what I do love is our uh, Washington's defensive line against that offensive line of, of the Chargers. Now, they did improve. They were horrible last year. It was a sieve last year, just terrible. Um, but they did add uh, Brian Bulaga. They picked up the other guy from Green Bay. Can't think of his name. Um, then they drafted Bakhtiari, the... Bakhtiari, uh, maybe? No, it wasn't Bakhtiari. I, Matt Ioannidis would love that because he shot put it <laughs> Bakhtiari right on top of Aaron Rodgers one time. That's what um, I was Yeah, but... Uh, no, and then they, they drafted the, the, the right tackle. They had a really successful college game against uh, Chase Young um, back in the day uh, when he was, I don't know, TCU or wherever he came from. Um, but it's a line that does not have a lot of experience together, and there's going to be some, hopefully, some growing pains, and I think Washington's defensive line can take advantage of that and get to Justin Herbert. I would like this matchup a lot better if uh, I knew Austin Eckler was not going to play, but I think he is. He yeah. may be a little bit limited. Uh, without him, I, I like Washington's chances much more. Um, so I, I, I was going to say that, but I'm looking at the injury report yesterday, but then today it looks like he's, he's probably going to play. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. Another thing I do like, um, I like our Washington's ability to run the ball against San Diego. I think San Diego's got a very good pass defense and Washington's offense can have success if they don't get pass happy or if they don't have to throw a lot. I think they, that uh, the defense, you know, they've got Bosa, they've got Derwin James, they got a lot of studs on that defense that can, against the pass, but against the run, they can be a little more vulnerable, especially against a line that I hope uh, continues its good play from the preseason uh, against uh, San Diego. And they can get some, some running lanes for Gibson uh, and McKissick and uh, Walter Payton Jr. Um, so I really hope that's a, uh, Jared Patterson, by the way, the next Walter Payton. Um, so, yeah, I do. I, I think that Washington can have success running the ball if they can be a, a balanced offense with maybe leaning on the run a little bit more, maybe 51-49 run, 55-45 run, something like that. I think, you know, that's a recipe for success against this team. So I love that. And, of course, I'm going to love this every week. My guy, Terry McLaurin, I don't care who's covering him. I know San Diego's got some nice defensive backs. I don't care. It's Terry McLaurin, and he's going to get open, and he's going to catch passes, and uh, Fitzpatrick's going to put it up there for him. Those are my loves for this game. What do you hate? Oh, man, I got a laundry list, but I'm going to get through these quickly. I hate that they have a mobile quarterback that can also throw the football because we have young linebackers, and I want to give them time to get acclimated to playing together and some of them to playing in the NFL. I feel like Justin Herbert's going to stretch the boundaries of their talent, their ability, and their focus. And, um, you know, you saw Micah Parsons on Monday Night Football get lost a little bit in coverage. I'm afraid that we're going to see a little bit of that because of the duality and the duplicity of Justin Herbert. Um, but 
I do love that that's going to be something that they can learn from. I think the tape from this game is going to be something that really helps our team on defense, especially our young guys. Um, I hate that Austin Eckler is probably going to play because he is a dual threat running back, meaning the guy is just so dynamic catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, You can't find him. He is so quick and agile. Again, I think he's going to put a lot of pressure on our linebackers and they, and the way they run their offense really limits the, the impact that our defensive line can have because they have such a good screen game. Um, they're going to get all of our defensive linemen upfield and then throw the ball, you know, out to the running back and let Eckler do what he does. Um, I love the fact that he's hurt though. So he may not be as explosive as he normally is. I hate the fact that this might be a close game. And you know who's coming in to kick that field goal if we need him to, uh, to, to win the game or to tie. But that'll be balanced out by Troy Apke being on the field somewhere. <laughs> that'll help. Whatever. Yeah, that's an automatic three. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Um, I hate that Curtis Samuel is not playing. I hate that we don't get to see him in our, in our offense. I want to see what this offense is going to look like. For too many years as a fan of this football team, uh, we've been robbed of seeing our offense at full capacity because of injuries over the years. So I would really, really like to see us firing on all cylinders. So I don't like that. And I think finally, I hate that I don't know um, what Jarrett Patterson can do going into this game, because I think we're going to need to figure that out quickly because I'm starting to think in my mind, like we're going to learn if Gibson is a 20 carry running back in this league, or if he's a package running back in the league, you know what I mean? You give him some carries 10 or 11 carries, and then you move him all around the field and you take advantage of him that way. But if he is that, then you need Jared Patterson to take 11 to 15 carries as well, right. To kind of balance out your run game. And I wish I would have seen Jarrett Patterson more against first teamers in the, in the preseason. So I had a better feel for what he is. Um, but I think we're going to have to rely on him heavily. And I just wish I was more familiar with him for us to do so. So not mission critical, but just something that I feel like I wish I had more experience with watching him play against people that are actually going to be in the NFL. And to add to that, I wish we would have known that before we cut Peyton Barber. I am not a Peyton Barber fan, but there are things that Peyton Barber did that helped this team last year. Getting the two yards on the fourth and one, third and one, right? Um, Is Jared Patterson capable of that against first stringers? I don't know, but I feel like this is going to be a game where we're going to need to have that to keep our drives moving. Um, And I said that was my last one, but I lied. I have one more. I hate that this is going to be a high scoring game, in my opinion, and therefore, at least on, on San Diego's side, and therefore, Fitz is going to have to put the ball in the air a ton. And that always makes me nervous with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't want to be in going into week two with people asking questions about the validity of him as our starter already. I don't want that. I want to come out of this game feeling like, okay, Fitz can get it done enough for what we need him to do for us to go where we want to go. Um, and I feel like with this being a game where – uh, you know, it might resemble pretty closely what we saw on Monday Night Football, you know, because Tampa Bay is a daggone good defense, too. But when you play high powered offenses, even good defenses get scored on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With good game plans and uh, quarterbacks that can beat you. 
and and Dak is mobile. Dak is really similar to me to Justin Herbert in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't want this to get into a shootout because I don't want to see that Ryan Fitzpatrick. I want to see 20 to 23 throws from Ryan Fitzpatrick, not 40 to 48 throws. And I hate that that could be this that this game could be that type of game where we have to see the 48 throws. So yeah, one more love that I have is that it's a non-conference game. Um, so a loss doesn't hurt as much uh, because I don't I don't have a high confidence level uh, against this team. I think this team, and it's not so much that, I, that San Diego is world beaters. They have a very good quarterback. I just don't like the matchup with Washington. Like it's a, it's not a favorable matchup. I, you know, San Diego could be, uh, you know, a seven and 10 or eight and nine or nine and eight or whatever team this year. I don't know that they're going to be world beaters, but this particular matchup, I think what they do the things well that Washington may not respond to as well, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, so I, I don't know how favorable this matchup is. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong. I'd love to go out and win 48 to nothing. Uh, I don't, I don't see that happening. I see something like a 27, 24, 30 to 27 type game, um, or maybe a 30 to 13 game, depending on how Fitzpatrick plays. So, uh, we'll see how it goes, but hopefully, uh, hopefully things go, things end up in Washington's favor this weekend. And before we go play this game with me, I want you to tell me who has the advantage as I run through these positions between us and the chargers. They have Justin Herbert. We have Ryan Fitzpatrick, which team has the advantage at quarterback advantage, San Diego. I don't care if they're in LA. They're San Diego. They will always be San Diego. <laughs> they have Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly. We have Antonio Gibson. We have Jarrett Patterson. And uh, we have J.D. McKissick. Who has the edge at running back? Chargers, just based on depth. Although it's really that third. It's, I don't know. I think Eckler is a little better than at Gibson right now. Um, and we just, we don't know what we have um, in Patterson yet. So I'm going to go a slight advantage to the Chargers on that one. I'm going to go Washington because I think J.D. McKissick is what puts it over the edge. Mm -hmm. J.D. McKissick does a lot of what Eckler does, minus the effectiveness carrying the football consistently. But then you have Gibson, too, and you do have Patterson. Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly don't scare me at all. So I'm going to go. I like Jackson, though. I do like Jackson. He hooked me up in fantasy football one game last year. I picked him up (laughs) on a whim. I had to grab somebody. Yeah. So good on you, Justin. Thank you. I appreciate him, too. But no, I'm going to give us the (laughs) Wide receiver, we have Terry McLaurin, mm. we have Diami Brown, Cam Sims, um, and Adam Humphreys, I think, are going to be your primary players because Samuel's out. They have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jalen Guyton, and K.J. Hill Jr., and Joshua Palmer. Who are you giving the edge to at wide receiver? Mm. So, boy... Terry is the Terry's the man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Chargers on this one too, just barely because their top two yeah. is better than our top two. If we had Curtis Samuel in place, I might I'd go Washington. But I mean that combo of, of uh Keenan Allen is basically like future Terry. I mean, that's that's the best comp I think I could find for Terry McLaurin is Keenan Allen. Really similar player. And Mike Williams, I I've always liked Mike Williams. He doesn't show up every single game, but he's a really good receiver. Um so I'm going to give him a slight edge, really, because I haven't really seen enough out of, out of Washington's players outside of Terry to tell you. And I mean, I've seen I've seen Cam Sims, but I'm not super concerned. Hopefully they're not relying on him too much. So slight, slight advantage there just because they have a good top two. That's really tough. But you're right. Keenan Allen, like if you said, hey, I can give you Keenan Allen right now or Terry McLaurin right now. You're going to think about that one long and hard. But Keenan Allen is the more polished of the two uh right now and then mike williams versus diami brown 
We think Diami Brown might have a higher ceiling, but we haven't seen anything from him. Hard to argue. I'm going to go Chargers there too. Tight end. They have Jared Cook, Donald Parham Jr., former Washington football team player, Steven Anderson, and Trey McKitty. <laughs> what a horrible football name, McKitty. But we have um, Logan Thomas. We have uh, Sammy Reyes, and we have John Bates. Uh, who are you going giving the edge to at tight end? I've been so pro Chargers this time, and I, I got to lean Chargers because I still like Parham. Um, but no, I'm going to go Washington because Logan Thomas is the best of that bunch. Um, so yeah, I'll go Washington. Maybe they have a little bit, they have two really good options and Washington doesn't really know what it has behind Logan Thomas at this point, but I'll go Washington because I think Logan Thomas is that much better than everybody San Diego has. He's good enough to tip it to Washington. Yep. But to me, it's not even a question. I'm going Washington. Jerry Cook's older now. Yeah. Um, Jerry Cook five years ago, maybe, but maybe. yeah, not, not anymore. Offensive line. They have Rashawn Slater, Matt Fielder, Corey Lindsley, O'Day, Obushi, and Brian Belaga. And, of course, we have Charles Leno. We have uh, uh, Flowers. We got uh, mm -hmm. Sheriff. And we got uh, Cosby. And, and the Cosby Kid. Yeah, is Washington Flowers all day on that one. Is, is Flowers that? starting left yeah, guard? Yeah, Flowers, I think, is your starting left guard. That's yeah. what I thought, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I go Washington on that. Um We'll see, you know, we'll see how it turns out. But I like Washington's offensive line a little bit better. More, they're kind of all over the place on the on the on the Chargers side. With you know, they've got young guys, super old guys. Washington's pretty pretty stable across the board with solid talent at yeah. probably three of the five positions. Washington's better, so I'll give them the, I'll give them the edge. You I think Belaga's right probably better than Leno, though. Yeah, you use the right word, solid, and that's what it is. I have questions yeah. about the offensive line, but compared to this hodgepodge group, I'm going to give us the advantage. <clears throat> All right, defensive line, Washington. Should I even go through this? Let's go through it. Jerry Tillery, Linville Joseph, who's been around forever. Holy yeah, crap. He's like 48. He's older than I am. <laughs> I went Justin, to high school with him. <laughs> Justin Jones. And Joey Bosa. Bosa, of course, being the elite player on that defensive line. But we have Sweat, we have Chase Young, and we have Allen. I mean, the defensive line is where we make yeah. our hay. I'm yeah, Washington's Washington. defensive line is better. 100%. No, no argument there. Yeah. Although have, Bosa is quite a beast. Bosa would be the second best player on Washington's defensive line. Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to put no, that he on would. Twitter later. Yeah, Bosa would be the second best player. I think Chase Young is better than Bosa, but I think Bosa probably has a slight has an edge over Sweat. I'm gonna put that on Twitter later. That's a good yeah. one. They actually have him listed as a linebacker. So yeah, because they're a they're a three four. They are, but yeah. I I'm in, I'm for all intent and purposes a pass rusher. Yeah, pass rusher. Yeah, they're linebackers: Kenneth Murray Jr., Drew Tranquil, Uchina Nwusu. Uh, and we got Jamin Davis, we got uh, Cole Holcomb, and we got John Bostic. Where are you going with that one? I don't know enough about any of their linebackers, so I'm going to say Washington. Yeah, just on strength of name. <laughs> Me too. I can't even pronounce those names, so I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> and their DBs in secondary, they have Chris Harris Jr. and Asante Samuel Jr. backing him up. Derwin James at safety. Uh, Nasir Adderley and Michael Davis. That's their secondary. Who are you giving the edge to? We have 
uh, Landon Collins. We have Cameron Curl. We have uh, St. Juice. We have Kendall Fuller. And we have uh, uh, William Jackson III. William Jackson III, correct. Yeah, that's what puts it over the edge. Washington has a slight edge there. Derwin James is the best player out of that whole group uh, when he's on the field, but he's like Sex Panther 60% of the time. He plays every time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Derwin James is the best player. Chris Harris is a stud. He's really good. I don't know if he's at the level he was maybe a couple of years ago, but he's still really good. Yeah. Um, you know, Sante Samuel Jr. has got that name recognition, but we haven't seen him on the field yet. I have no doubts he's going to be a good player. But I think Washington, based on experience, um, is, is better overall. Maybe not if you, you know, if you said safety specifically, I'd give the edge to the Chargers. But overall defensive backfield, I'll go with Washington because their corners are better. It's close, man. It, it's close. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I'd almost call it a push. It's really close. Yeah. Yeah. And then finish up with special teams. They have their place kick, kicker is Tristan Viscaino. Uh, their punter is Ty Long. Their punt returner is KJ Hill Jr. Kick returner, Nasir Adderley. Long snapper, Matt Overton. In those same positions, we have our kicker that everybody loves, Dustin Hopkins. We, of course, have um, – the all pro punter whose name need not be mentioned because we all know it. Uh, our punt returner, I think they said is going to be uh, Carter. And then our kick returner is going to be somebody else. Who do you give the edge of special teams to? Well, only one of those two teams has Troy Apke. <laughs> Advantage Washington. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you here. I'm gonna say I think uh I think uh San Diego has the advantage in that special teams. You're wrong, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and so I gave them the edge in special teams. Uh and I gave them the edge in receiver and quarterback, which tells me, and you gave them the edge at quarterback, running back receiver so it's like your early opinion you think we're going to lose this game um i think it's going to be close and it, and it could be a push but it's going to come down to either special teams or quarterback play one of the two and let's see what happens so okay yeah i mean i yeah i don't think it's going to be a, i don't think it's a blowout but i think uh yeah i based on i mean I'd say seven times out of 10 in the NFL, the team with the better quarterback is going to win and San Diego has the better quarterback. So we'll see. Uh, Washington's defense, I think, is better than San Diego's, although San Diego does have a lot of big playability on defense. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, new head coach, new scheme, a lot of new stuff, a lot of, a lot of what ifs on the San Diego side, but talent overall at the quarterback position, I think it's going to put the edge. So prediction for this week, what's your prediction? <clears throat> All right, so two pods ago, I said we'd lose this week because I felt like Justin Herbert would create too much havoc and our secondary might start to play undisciplined. So would our linebackers after watching Monday night football and noticing that Eckler might not be full strength. I'm going to predict that we win by one point. That's my mm. prediction. What do you got? One, one nil. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to be the bad guy here. I'm going to go 30 to 27 San Diego. Ooh. I'm going to say close game. Herbert has the ball at the end and the rest is history, but I hope I'm wrong. I don't want to be right about this, but I just, 
it's the Washington fan in me that's been beaten down over the past 30 years. Uh, I can't, we can't have nice things. Um, so I hope I'm wrong, but yeah, I got San Diego slight edge in this game. It'll be a fun game to watch high scoring. Um, and yeah, I think mistakes at the quarterback position might just doom us. Oh, let's hope not. Mm. Mm. Hey. Maybe we see all three this week. Maybe we see Kyle Allen <laughs> like Q4. That's not a good thing, man. Hey, but guess what? This week one match matchup has been officially declassified. Eric, it is always fun and so glad to have you back, man. All right, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. See you.